0: Welcome to Your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares?
2: I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual, Textual healing. healing. So, um, big news, the Prime Minister of Singapore announced that the government would repeal its colonial-era law criminalizing sex between men. Um, but added that he would propose a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage at the same time. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you guys. That is quite literally exactly the playbook of what happened in the United States after sodomy was legalized by the Supreme Court in 2003. Uh, so obviously, when it comes to sodomy laws, um, well, uh, well, let me first get your take on that, guys. I mean, what are your thoughts Were you a little surprised that Singapore still had sodomy laws on the books? No. Books? Not really.
1: No, just because,
2: I mean, a lot of, uh, you
1: you look at, like, I mean, there's a lot of countries over there that have very sort of outdated, and it's also not a, it's not a, a, like, a priority to change the laws. There are so Mm -hmm. many laws, though, even here in the U.S., that we have on the books that just aren't a priority to change because people in power, they just don't matter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I was surprised either. Yeah, it sounds like obviously they weren't being enforced. That was actually sort of, you know, this was this was kind of deemed to be like a step forward uh, uh, in the by the press in Singapore and so forth. But like a lot of the people interviewed for this article were like, yeah, it doesn't really change our lives. They interviewed like a gay couple that had kids and they're like, yeah, we you know, we did. People hadn't like these laws weren't basically in effect, they yeah, were on the books, but they weren't in effect, right? Yeah. Um, which isn't to say they shouldn't be repealed, but uh, but yeah, people didn't seem as excited as,
1: <laughs> as like, here with with um what was it Lawrence Kansas Lawrence we was that it was that the sodomy Supreme Court law, uh, uh, uh
2: yeah um uh Lawrence v Texas yeah. Lawrence
1: v Texas and and how because I remember even though yes it was a law that should have been taken down and like the whole. You know sodomy law in the u.s should have been taken down i also remember it being similar even though it was a big deal i remember it being similar in that like very rarely was anyone enforcing this unless they had some sort of hate agenda i'm remembering right. like stories from texas of random yeah. random communities where like some sheriff would try to use it against a homosexual yeah but right that, right it mostly was not being enforced and yeah and and it was sort of a similar experience here where we were just like well it's great that that's taken down now let's get non-discrimination on the states. Yeah,
2: so I, so it sounds like Alan is pro-sodomy laws. Okay, um, <laughs> just, just wanted to get that on the book. No, I, I just <clears> wanted <throat> to throw out that uh, I always find it interesting to kind of look, check for the updates of, of sodomy laws in the United States, and there are still, I think, 14 states that have... Uh, unenforced, unenforceable sodomy laws in the extremely off chance that uh, Lawrence v. Texas is overturned by the Supreme Court. Don't worry about that happening. But still, some of these states would would have to repeal it uh, via the state legislature. So like Florida, Georgia, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Uh, South Carolina, Texas, and Kansas, uh, amongst a few others. I just kind of skipped around. And but weirdly enough, Idaho, which is really conservative, repealed their sodomy law in 2022. Uh, Wow. If if Idaho can do it, I guess anyone can do it. Right. I remember
1: when I was a kid, I had one of those books that tells you like all the weird laws that are still on the books in the US. Yeah, I
2: hate those things. They're so dumb.
1: (laughs) But it is interesting to see like how much waste we have that just sort of piles up from the time these states started until modern day when it's like well theoretically someone could enforce that you can't cross the road with a donkey but no it's, one's it, going to <laughs>
2: that's why i mean i swear to you that's like been a trope my entire life either you know books when we were in like grade school or now there are websites or twitter feeds that are like here are a, here are uh dumb laws and and it'll be <laughs> like i don't care that you can't like put an alligator in a bathtub <clears throat> in Florida, you're like, but why did they pass that? But of course you never get that, the actual interesting don't you piece see the of humor information. In don't you see the humor? Oh, it's pointless, it's <laughs> trivial.
3: It's, but it's, what, it's meant to be.
1: Those books are meant to be like funny, that, like why would an alligator, who would even think about putting an alligator in a bathtub to begin with? Like, And then who would think to make
2: a law about it? Like it's yeah. funny. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, I, like I, I guess. Place- I guess that's what you're getting for your birthday next year, Alan. A book about <laughs> dumb laws in this country. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Elliot?
0: No, I feel like the only place I ever hear about those laws is like the last round of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and it's like, here we go.
2: Oh God. Here. We- <laughs> Do you still listen to that show? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't listen anymore. I, I when I when I had my car and would drive around, I would occasionally put NPR on on the weekends, and it was. I, I don't know where they get that audience. Me either. It is Me either. the most liberal, lack audience yeah. I have ever heard in my life. They yeah. just lose their minds at the simplest of shit. <laughs> I yeah, tried. It's really thing. fascinating. I, mean, I, I used
1: to listen a lot. I tried listening recently, and it's kind of hard to listen to now. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. How, wait.
2: How so? How did, has it like? It shifted? wasn't.
1: It wasn't interesting anymore. In in a way, like it, I didn't yeah. find. I think because I I'm so ingrained in the news just because of what I do, right, like, right? It's it's just not. I don't know. I don't find it fun, and I'm I miss uh, uh, Paula Poundstone being on it like all all the time. Yeah. And yeah, I think I don't think she is as much anymore, and I love her to death. And I think more people should be listening to Paula Poundstone on it. Well, that's good to know.
2: All right, <laughs> a, l- a little plug for Paula on this podcast. <laughs> not even joking. We are joined today by
0: theater actress, uh, award-winning actress? I'm actually not quite sure. Uh, Legend of the stage, and I think the screen, Barbara Dixon.
3: Is that my intro? (laughs)
1: That's
0: your intro, Barbara. What a
3: glowing intro, Elliot. Thank you so much. What a
1: cautious intro.
3: (laughs) Yes, uh, you are correct. You know, most of my professional representatives have called me a legend of the American stage. And... uh, I have been told that I hold a record for logging more audition time without booking a lead role than any other performer in Broadway history. So yes, uh, I am that's... award winning. To answer your
0: question. Yeah, you've been you have been at the game in New York for decades at this point. Just
3: we won't just... reveal how long. No. I won't.
0: I won't reveal how long. But can we get a, for those of us who don't know? Can we just get a little elevator pitch about? your career a little a little retrospective for the podcast listeners
3: well my friends i am a singer a dancer a hoofer a prancer a squealer i have rubbed elbows and other parts of my body with all of the greats you name them i've sung with them Yes, so i've been chased off stage by them or gotten thrown out of a moving car by them it's a tough biz my friends but i've got sharp elbows and a head like a cinder block (laughs) but yeah uh, to answer your question I performed off 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 Broadway for many years yeah uh but then I decided to pull up stakes and move out west
2: so Mm -hmm. uh
3: for something called the television pilot season, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. which I'm yeah. told doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, television,
1: not really. television
3: doesn't exist anymore.
1: No, television is gone, you're right. So uh,
3: I also moved because um, legally speaking, uh, there's a restraining order against me. Uh, I'm not allowed to get within 200 yards of a certain performer. Now I don't name names, but it's Patty Lapone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. that's
3: why i had to leave
1: i mean patty lapone if anybody is going to come after you it will be patty lapone for sure we've all heard what she said about madonna and everyone else she does not mince words and
3: she's she's jealous i've been told that my rendition of ladies who lunch rivals hers so oh
1: (laughs) i would love to hear a little bit of that
3: Oh, off the cuff right now.
1: Sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which lyric would you like, darling? I'm sure you know just, all of just them.
0: The, the begin just the first the first part where yeah. you're basically talking.
3: I like to propose a toast. <laughs> Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. <laughs> Is that enough for you, Elliot? And then yes. Elliot, yes. Elliot laughed on cue.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did. He's
0: got, I'm you know, sorry.
3: My, yes, go sorry. Go ahead. Elliot, my favorite is a giggle. I do.
1: I
0: giggle. I giggle always
3: on cue. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: My my favorite thing about seeing you perform live, especially when you perform as yourself, is that I think you have coined the phrase "Thank you for it."
3: Thank you. Thank you for it. <laughs>
0: yes. Where would you get that? Where would that come from?
3: It was just a natural thing that came out of me one day, and it stuck. Because it can mean anything, right?
2: Yeah, uh, th- it can.
3: I write it on all my headshots, and you can fill in <laughs> the blank.
2: I I I love the idea that that you're not necessarily thanking people for applause because that might not be what they're appreciating, and <laughs> they're just just thank you for it is is exactly. sufficient. That is that well, is so, you're putting so out, perfect.
1: You're putting out that kind of positivity <clears throat> in the world. Just thanking everybody for everything. It's a, it would the world would be a better place if everyone just said thank you. Well, thank you for it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for it.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: You're absolutely correct. (laughs) Now I didn't get, now I'm looking at you all and I know I knew your names, but I need your names so I can refer to you. (laughs) This man up in the corner there with the glasses, my friend.
1: Yes, I'm H. Allen. Hello. (laughs) We have never met before, but I feel like we may have in another life.
3: You are H. Allen.
1: H. Allen, yes.
3: First name H, no period.
1: No, there's a period there for sure.
3: Okay, just yeah. H Allen because I have a friend named H and it's just an H mm-hmm. no period. Oh, yeah. no period. No,
1: good to know. Mm. Oh, no period. That's wow. a it's family
3: thing, who knows. I would... But you just hate your first name, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, my, my first name is is a cancelable um name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a I it's, see. it's an inappropriate name. Yes.
0: Well, oh. you're your your you're... Real yes, yes. last name, let's not get pronounced. into the thing. It's we like we don't I'm have just to saying. because this is it,
3: about me, not it's you. A whole,
2: um, it's a so very confusing get, name situation on my end. Mm-hmm, let's
3: mm-hmm. get the focus back on me. Although, I yes. do need to meet Yellow Shirt.
2: Yes, I'm, I'm my name is Brent.
3: Brent, <laughs> I love you. Although, I might prefer to call you a Yellow Shirt. That's fine. <laughs> hey, that
0: works for me. <laughs> Brent actually has the same, um, uh.
3: Cardboard cut out of prop- me. Mm-hmm. That's
2: <laughs>
0: not, right. not that. That's my he has the right same. Pro- he has the same propensity for handing out headshots of himself as the sort of uh,
1: souvenir <laughs> or gift that you do. Yeah.
3: Well, I wouldn't call it a souvenir or a gift. It's a way to get work.
1: Yeah, that's True. right. so, <laughs> oh, how did you get your start? When did you start performing?
3: Oh, my dear. Well, I did grow up uh, on a small turnip farm in Flumoth, Wisconsin, but. <laughs> I was a natural-born performer. Yeah, they say I was born with a microphone in my hand, quite literally. It was a very painful birth for my mother. <laughs> but, you know, it was her fault, really. <laughs> Don't do the devil's business with a forgetful livestock auctioneer. That's what I always
2: say. <laughs> so,
3: you know, so I was born with that microphone. And then ever since I was this little thing... I loved singing and dancing and shouting and starting small fires. <laughs> oh. Anything to get FaceTime with an audience. I was precocious, you could say. Yeah.
1: You yeah. remember the first song you performed for an audience?
3: Oh dear. You know.
0: This might show your age, so think carefully.
3: I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to show my age. I was about to say a Shirley Temple song, but yikes. <laughs> But Shirley Temple It was a song A song called Laugh You Son of a Gun (laughs) And it's basically about how terrible life is But you just gotta laugh (laughs) And I make my boys do it You
0: you have two sons right
3: I do have two sons and I make them Do it with me on stage Um, No not in that sense (laughs) <laughs> not in that sense, you dirty people. Wow. No, I make them sing the song with me. But they, they, you know, we have a good time, my boys and I.
0: Yeah, I. That's my favorite part of your show is is when you when you perform live. You do some original songs that are just very reminiscent of other Broadway songs, although they're not the songs themselves. They are originals, and I find that you know very um um original and inventive and innovative on your part.
3: Well, thank you, Elliot. Although I do think I'm just straight up ripping songs from Broadway shows <laughs> that you may it's not past- know, that you may not be familiar with because you're yeah. not as well versed as I, but I True. appreciate your compliments. There are some originals. I won't I I, I do have some originals. Uh, you also do some are- modern
1: songs, too. You do some I mean, I, I heard some Um, uh, was it a rap song I heard?
3: Yes, my agent said that I need to try and be more relevant. So I added a song by Mm -hmm. Uh Eminems.
2: Yeah, I do. So I do uh,
3: Lose Yourself by Eminems.
1: Oh, that's a good (laughs) one. That's the song that is universal. Everyone can get into that. The rest of it's, you know, hit arrest. Right.
3: Everybody knows that one. And and that I tell a story, uh, an understudy story of mine, while singing that song, because it's about taking your moment. And that was one of the biggest moments of my career. But I don't want to tell that story because you got to come to the show to hear that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But I can so, certainly tell others. Yeah, go so, ahead.
2: Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your New York days. Obviously, you were on sort of off, 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 off Broadway for quite some time. Yeah. What, I mean, what was your experience like in New York?
3: Well, you know. It- Let me tell you, I I love playing the ingenue, but like I said before, uh, those types of roles have eluded me, so, (laughs) but let's put it this way, you'll never see a more aggressive backup dancer or louder (laughs) chorus member in your life, and that's Mm -hmm. a Broadway barber guarantee, Mm -hmm. so I've been in a ton of shows that you know, Uh and the thing is, is if you don't put me in the spotlight, I'm taking it by force, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) You know, anything to get attention on me, even when I'm in the ensemble. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> did
1: you and work? Never... With, did you work with anyone like notable that you have any great? I mean, make, share a, a oh my God, celebrity that that we could hear something scandalous.
3: Well. Um... I uh, Scott Rudin did almost hit me with a fax machine. (laughs) That's what you're looking for, but it turns out he was aiming for the assistant behind me. And let me tell you, that's the last time I delivered DoorDash to that office. You
1: know that happened to me. (laughs) Similar thing with Anthony Weiner. It did Mm -hmm. with the salad. Anthony
3: Weiner threw a salad.
1: Yes, I worked. Well, he didn't intentionally throw a salad at me, although I took it as intentional. It it just landed upon me. But the salad flew through the air and rain down upon me croutons was,
3: was he trying to get you no he was a- okay. just
1: angry and the salad was a byproduct of the anger
3: well this business will do that to you let me tell you
2: <laughs> <True>. <laughs> also uh, were you ever mentored at all
3: my darling people have tried to mentor me but it doesn't work out i'm like a wild donkey <laughs> and not just because i have restless leg syndrome i cannot be tamed I cannot be reasoned with, you know, as they say, wild hearts can't be broken mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. like the,
3: uh, like my favorite horse diving movie, you know, oh. the one. Jim. Yeah. No.
2: What was, the, what well, was, no, what was I, that? No, I, I saw that movie. What was that movie? C- about? C- no,
3: no, no. Wild C- hearts C- can't, C- be wild C- C- can't be broken. Wild hearts can't be broken. They need C- to reboot right. it.
1: It's a real movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course it's a real movie. It's about a lady who dives blind. And there's a yeah. very <laughs> attractive man. I'm blanking on his name, but you got you. Yeah, I remember you this Metterman movie. Should know. Yeah.
2: Wow. This I like don't... came out in elementary school when you could only see like, you know, five percent of movies that came out well, so i remember elementary you know,
3: school for you
2: <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, high school for these guys elementary school for <laughs> me but uh but yeah i remember this very well and like yeah she's blind and she dives into water with horses or whatever it's, a, it's very well, she, bizarre she gets
3: blinded by diving into water with her eyes open
2: Can this horse, this the first that time, time and she
3: just went in excited with those eyes open and then she went blind when she hit the water
2: yeah. I mean, horses isn't, can isn't swim it real right? at all like, yeah it's real
3: so. it was like a well, carnival she yeah. thing she didn't get like a new the horse every
2: dive yeah, she, yeah it's the same horse the uh, same horse yeah they train the horse
0: to
1: dive with horses because the horse's legs would flail and you'd possibly get hit I would think
2: Yeah, yeah especially if I'm, you're blind it's also a good point that like yeah horses don't have like paw pads so how do yeah. they swim yeah yeah, good, good, good background questions, Alan. We'll have I'll we'll have to look up the Wikipedia page for that. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm sorry. Wait, wait Barbara, 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 I have to ask you because I mean, you know, all of us are also very colorful performers, and that can make it difficult to find love in our lives because we are often the center, you know, stage. We are the ones that get all the attention. So, how in your career have you been able to manage show business and show business?
3: Okay. That's cloaked with a lot of hidden meaning, my right dear H. Allen. Well, you know, I was married. I do have a beloved uh departed husband, Dick Dixon, uh, who makes appearances that. in the show. Uh, he needs a new urn, but that's besides the point. Uh I, you know, I have been able to take a number of romantic suitors over the years and balance it out because I'm a very sexual being. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So some of my romantic suitors are rich and famous and some of them are pen and Teller.
2: Oh, okay,
3: (laughs) Uh, Because they come as a package deal. I yeah. read somewhere
1: they have $500 million. Can you believe that? Oh, I, I'm I didn't tell her. Oh, I they've, believe they've, it. Been, they've been
2: around for like 40 years.
3: Same. I mean, they're well versed in close-up magic. They know how to get those coins. That's
2: true. <laughs> well, let, wait, let me ask you this. So what's like what's like a, a perfect date for you? Like if, if if you met a suitor, what would be a what would be a good date?
3: Well, I think we need to just get right to it. Get in and out.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> But uh in and
0: out. Get in and out. Just yes. no Oh
3: yeah, get get the burger in and out for those Westsiders <laughs> and then get in and out literally. Yes, that's a good answer. Uh but to also to answer your question, my dear, I do have one rule and that's never to date. An A-lister,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: and I never have dated an A-lister because that gets complicated.
1: Sure. How so? How so?
3: Unless you can't Jud Hirsch. How so? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. How so? How does it get complicated? Well, I don't, wanna, I don't want
3: to. I don't want to have to uh, compete with those careers, and I don't want to have to. I have my own light to shine, and <laughs> yes. often those men don't want that light. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You
3: experience that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always thought Judd Hirsch would be a great lover.
3: He was very virile.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. He seems like a sweet, he is. I guess he's still alive. Is he still alive? I think he's still alive.
3: I think so. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I should look him up though, because he was a damn good lover. <laughs> After we ate those burgers, we went out yeah. five, six hours.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> are there Are there any roles? Um, I mean, obviously you've talked about, you know, really shining bright in in the ensembles, in the chorus, but are there any roles that got away from you that you just just wanted more than anything?
3: Yes, well, most recently I uh, went in for that new Karate Kid musical. (laughs) And I have to say, I brought the house down with my 16 bar cut of their 11 (laughs) o'clock number, wax on, wax off. But uh, I guess I'm not the right type for Mr. Miyagi. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: I'm not bitter about
3: it. I'm sure Nathan Lane is going to be wonderful in that role. You know they'll give it to him. Oh. Yeah.
0: You uh, know, it's really funny. In your show, you always you mention these people who are so niche. Like Patti LuPone, obviously, is a very well-known musical theater a, a actress, of course, theater and, and screen. But... You were talking in your show, when I saw your live show, you were talking about Donna McKechnie. Um, yes,
3: Donna. And I,
0: I don't know, she she was your rival, it seems.
3: Well, everyone was, my dear, and right. they still are. <laughs>
0: uh,
3: but yes. And,
0: and that was a show called, what, what was that? The song was called Turkey Lurkey Time.
3: Oh, did you? Oh, you did, you saw my Christmas show. Yeah, I didn't, I saw I you I forgot, da- that you saw dance. the Christmas show. <laughs> But I do Turkey Lurky time, which is from the musical Promises promises
2: mm-hmm. uh, And
3: yes, uh, Donna has stolen multiple roles from me. that was one. <laughs> and then uh, the Cassie, the lead Cassie in a chorus line, uh, mm. the you know the 11 o'clock number, music and the mirror, which she also <laughs> nabbed from me. Uh, but I get the chance in my show to show the audience how it should be done and how right. And to perfect the number, if you will. I, I, I mean, I was
2: also going to say, you know, tell us about your new show. Like, what does your new show entail?
3: Okay, my loves, my new show. Well, you know, it's it's going to be the show that we have seen. It's the quintessential Barbara Dixon experience. Uh, the only way you could get more insider information on me is if you were serving on a jury with me. But... <laughs> Uh, you know, I do songs from musicals. I do a little bit of cats. I do some gypsy. I do some a uh, couple bars of J C. Superstar. Oh, the only sure the only show uh, whose canon I do not visit uh, is um, Starlight Starlight Express because I'm deathly afraid of roller skates. Uh, nobody wants to see me slipping and sliding around the stage <laughs> on that one. But uh, the show is uh, is my life. You know, I tell. Let me find let me find my blurb for you okay. <laughs> yeah, find your blurb. Let me find the blurb to plug the show properly <laughs> if I can find it.
1: Blurbs are important. You got to know your you got to stay on message. Yes, they smart. are. People I have to will get tell you on that. book. Always. You got to have,
0: have those to get words.
3: on book with the blurb. Yeah. Um, well,
1: well, yeah, while it, you do
0: that I'll inform Brent that Starlight Express was a show that I know f- I'm sure was all done on roller skates. Mhm. Oh. Because
3: there were people on roller skates pretending to be trains. Yeah, trains. that's
0: right. No. That's right.
3: Which also oh, wow. was a show called. There was a show called "People on Roller Skates Pretending <laughs> to Be Trains" that I also. <laughs>
1: <to>. <laughs>
3: what uh, song from Gypsy
1: do you sample?
3: Well, I do everything's coming up, Barbara.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: And I do what uh, I do. Uh, Let me entertain you as well. Oh. With some stories. Uh, so. So, yes, I share my show. In my show, I share stories from my life and career, my marriage to my late husband, my time in rehab, you know, all the funny stuff. Oh, sure.
2: Right. Um, So,
3: yes, coming up, I have two shows in New York that my sons are playing with me uh, at the Triad Theater off Broadway on, on September 9th and 10th. And then I'm doing the biggest show yet that I've ever done right here in hollywood you're the first to know it although by the time the podcast comes out you won't be but um it's going to be september 28th and it's the biggest show i've ever done because i'm having backup dancers and i have an opening act i have a brilliant magician opening the show and then i come on and i have my dancer boys And uh, there's going to be Barbara-inspired drinks at the bar. Is that the Bourbon Room in Hollywood? Oh
0: yeah, yes, that's a lovely. Did a show there? Yes, that's a great. I saw that you You did a
3: show. What you did a Netflix as a joke show?
0: I did it. Yeah, I did a uh, yeah comedy concert there for in the Netflix as a joke festival. What did you think? I think you're gonna do great. It's a perfect. I think room it's a it's like a you.
3: wonderful spot. It's <laughs> it it's not too big, uh, <laughs> no. but it, and, it, and yet it feels intimate. And there's lots of doors and stairs and different places <laughs> I can pop out. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> it. a
0: lot of room for that. Yes, yeah, a lot of room to dance.
3: Yes. Oh, so then, so I do that t- September 28th, biggest show yet that I hope great. you all can come to, and and whoever's in New York, oh, if you're in New York. Come to the New York shows. Yeah, but uh, then I'm taking my act back east, by which I mean to Palm Springs. <laughs> so That's September 30th <clears throat> is my show in Palm Springs.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Oh Fantastic. Well, before you go, I just do I do have one question. So obviously you're on the West Coast now, but what do you consider yourself a true and blue New Yorker and, and why?
3: well, my dear i I have to say I do because i'm I'm quick with an insult, and yet I take everyone <laughs> else's casual comments very personally. so I suppose that makes me a true new Yorker. Uh, yeah, also, I've spent many years there and Whenever I head back, I like to hit up all my favorite hidden spots. You know, mm. the the yeah. condemned buildings I got chased out of, the, the yeah. theaters I never performed in, and uh, the <laughs> schnippers where I got the trots from a strawberry milkshake. So many wonderful memories. Yeah,
0: no. yeah my my favorite part of your show. And maybe I I hope this is not uh, an insult, but one of my favorite parts of your show is just what well, you talking about your um your years in New York and just. The sort of, uh, the mischief mystery, you mystery got into as a single mom was really fascinating.
3: Oh, yes, yes. The <laughs> The time I spent with my boys busking on New York City subway platforms when they were toddlers. Yes, uh-huh. yes.
0: yes yeah, you know but...
3: what? So go ahead. When That's they were pretty... 18, yeah. when they were 18, I made them sign paperwork that gives me 20% of all of their performance gigs. <laughs> they thought that uh, they were signing the papers for a new car, but it uh, turns out it they're giving 20% to me. We have a lot of fun.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that's great. Well, Barbara, we were so glad to get to have you here with us. Um, it's, it's so exciting to in- introduce you to our audience and people on the West Coast and the East Coast can go see you. And where should they find you and your information online?
3: Hmm. Well, my dear, you can go to my website, which is uh, www.broadwaybarbara.com. <laughs> And then I have, right. you know, my social media social is going media, like sure. gangbusters, and it's yeah. Broadway Barbara official on it's at Broadway Barbara official on uh, Instagram and on TikTok, and yes, I'm doing very well there. So please come <laughs> find me there. I hear I'm uh, as in terms of popularity, I'm just under some guy named Mr. Beast. And I I think he does foot fetish videos.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for it. Yeah, thank you, Barbara.
2: Thank you.
3: You're so very welcome for it. What a delight it was for you to have me on this. <laughs>
1: And another thing well if you're a regular listener you know that i don't get music i don't understand it <laughs> that's not I, I, I don't it's never been it has never i mean i will say it hasn't all I get music. I just don't care about music in the way that other people care about music. Let me say Well, sometimes
0: you say you don't like music.
1: I don't because sometimes I find music to be very annoying. It's loud. It's bothersome. It's it's just (laughs) bad. And it's just like, it's just like not, it doesn't move me in the same way that an episode of like, you know, Murder, She Wrote does. Like it doesn't, Mm. I don't get the same thing that like Mm. when people, Mm. like when people listen to the new Beyonce album and I liked it, but I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to listen to it again because like unless it's unless it's unless it's on an episode of something that I'm watching I'm not gonna get into it
2: I, d- I do get moved by music very deeply and profoundly it sometimes it's a very emotional and sexual experience for me but I know what you mean when like people are like Oh, I waited up until 1201 to download Lady Gaga's never. album. And I danced in my room for four hours. You're like, what are you fucking I would talking never, about? Like, and what? I
1: never have been like that with the exception of I was obsessed with Madonna as a kid and I would listen to. But but then oh, well. again, even then, it was all about the visual experience because of what she would put out with music videos and her looks and everything. It was always about the visual. So for me, it's always about the visual. Anyway,
2: the cone titties, which is what I claim yeah. I have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like the, the graphic um, there's an
1: article in The Guardian called Bring Back the Beat, why are people in their 30s giving up on music? And basically, it's, it's it's saying that we're living, and I've experienced this. Actually, when I read it, I, I I fully sort of related to it because we're. I'm finding as I get older, things that I would obsess over, like yeah. a Madonna song or like a new yeah. whatever, I don't care about because I'm either busy or I'm set into the things that I like. And I also find too that I'm not discovering new music in the same way that I used to when I was in my 20s and in New York and just sort of, Listening to stuff and I would have to like it was I was on my iPod then, which I mean Brent can relate to this because he has his iPod Nano still. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I do.
1: But I would walk around with music that I chose to on my iPod that <laughs> then I chose to actively make an engagement with that music. It wasn't like I would right. have a spot a Spotify playlist that I would discover new music. So right. I'm not discovering new music in the same ways that I did when I was a kid, yeah. listening to the radio and stuff. You don't
0: you don't stream? You're not a stream Spotify Pandora person.
1: Well, no, because I I just immediately listen to the essentials of the art. Yeah, that, I that know you that already, own. Own. Yeah, like, that you already not gonna, have on your whenever own whenever I go man, to like a like a top hits of pop hits or whatever, I'm like, okay, well this is fine, but I don't know any of these people. So like sometimes I'll like a song. I find I find a lot of songs, like fun songs for lip syncs and stuff, on TikTok. Uh
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it
1: songs on TikTok or Instagram. I relate to those. I find
2: I actually had a funny moment many a couple of years ago. So I this article kind of struck a nerve with me because this was something I had noticed where it used to be in my life that like every month I would hear some song. We're talking like middle school, high school, college, Mm. and it would have like a really profound effect on you. I the way I listen to music is I kind of I pound it. (laughs) So I'll listen to the same song. Over on and over loop, and over again on an, an hour song. You listen to, listen to
0: the same for, bar. You listen Sometimes to the same I listen to the same
2: 10 seconds or 20 seconds if I like it. So that's just how I've listened to music. And I've just noticed as I've gotten older, I'm doing that less and less. And now it's like barely like twice a year. will I find a song that comes along that I'm like, oh, this is really great. I'm really into it. It, it like speaks to me. And it's very depressing. I find it very depressing that like, and, and I had a friend who um she summarized right around the time when i was starting to feel it she was uh she my friend monica was like i even love hate monica. like we we we, we, lo- we all love monica but we she was like you know i like pop music but she's like even fucking pop music sucks now and she, she was <laughs> like have you heard um what's katy perry's new song swish swish yeah. bish Swiss, which Swiss. remains Swiss, Swiss. <laughs> my favorite awful song ever and like it's so fucking bad it came on at the gym the other day and i just started laughing because it's so fucking stupid i also yeah. thought lady gaga applause was like the that was i was like all right we're definitely on the downhill for lady gaga La- lady gaga now God, you i like that song i like that it's, it's, I, like, I, like I like that art
1: pop album in general oh. art pop
0: is not great i mean applause is, is fun but it's simply her like least artistic song and certainly oh, least Michael like, will come um, for
1: you for that uh. I,
0: I just think art pops it's fine but um chromatica I think is much better is, is excellent I would say that I don't like I, I obviously am a, am a musician and love music and listening to music and hearing the music but I don't like Spotify and Pandora I don't I have a, dis, a similar thing like Brent where when I listen to music it's very hard to explain it but I have the mute songs I listen to tend to be symmetrical, mm-hmm. meaning like they they have a sort of uh, a symmetry to them where they don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean it's like a 4 4 disco song, you know, or like mm-hmm. a rap song that's on the beat. It just means that like I can't listen to stuff that warbles and is somewhere in between, which is uh-huh. why I don't really listen to like folk music anymore or like oh, singer songwriter stuff. <laughs>
1: don't but Sean Colvin anymore? Oh,
0: I still listen to Sean <laughs> he Colvin. Needs to come that's home. But but that's
1: a great, but to that
0: point, Sunny Came Home is a great song and it has a rhythm to it. So I I actually love that song because it has a symmetry to it. I don't know what it really is, but I find that between, I don't use TikTok, but TikTok has exploded the um, possibility of discovering new music. But also I actually love every Friday looking up like new music and new reviews and oh, wow. I feel like I discover more and more
1: new artists and that mm. it's kind of an endless stream that I love. Yeah. I find I listen what well, the other thing that I've noticed about how I listen to music is the only place I literally listen to music is either on a hike or like at the gym or whatever but it's always stuff that I've chosen it's my playlist that like I know I like and is calming to me or I'm on an airplane or I'm in the bathroom other than that Michael is choosing all of the music wait wait wait, right.
2: wait, 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 wait. like in the wait, shower wait, i'll put wait, on music oh i thought you were saying like you brought like a boom box into no, your bathroom while no, you took I'll, a just, shit. I'll play music while i'm in the shower of something that like whatever
1: but more often than not it's michael running the 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 radio so like it's all his stuff which frankly is normal but... you know what
2: you know here's, here's here's a here's a real quick little tidbit yeah a lot of k-pop if if we're listening to michael's music yeah. um
1: Same song. I Um,
2: used to go to Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Yeah, right. Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf in Hollywood. Great coffee shop. And I went almost every afternoon. And this Coffee Bean um, is actually a Filipino company. They're owned by uh, a Filipino company. But it's weird because they had a playlist unlike anything I've ever heard, where if you went enough, you know, within the span of like a month, they would kind of have songs. They would cycle in and out. And occasionally I would find a song that I really liked and I would Shazam it or whatever. And they, I genuinely would find like dozens of songs at this, uh, 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 on their playlist, where if you went to the Facebook page for the band, they had like 300 followers, oh, which is wow. like nothing. Huh. And it happened maybe not dozens. It happened at least a dozen times. I have like a dozen songs on my, on my nano that are like really great and cool of bands that like lasted for two years. Or mm. something.
1: I will really say Shazam. On. Shazam was a game changer in how I listened to yeah. music in that I will regularly, like if I'm, somewhere and I hear something that I like I'll Shazam it and it'll sync to a Apple playlist that I have of all my Shazam sort of stuff. oh yeah I've done that too and it creates a playlist of stuff that I wouldn't normally listen to because it's like it's helpful but yeah I don't I can't discover new music and I am eager to because there are times like when I'm on TikTok and stuff that I'll hear songs and I'll want to use a clip in a lip sync or something like I'll want to use something and something and that's where I'll find all of my new music other than yeah. that I haven't, uh, there's no place for me to look really. Yeah, TikTok
0: has really revolutionized it, but you can also look in like, you can use Spotify, you can use, you know, any of these streaming services that will just use the algorithm to suggest stuff based on stuff you're already listening to. I just don't have the patience Saturday for it.
1: i songs. Every single no. time I no. like put on a radio, it's like, oh, you're probably depressed. Yeah. Do you like Ava Max? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm sure you do.
0: <laughs> all of the queens and all of the queens and all
3: of the queens. I do know that song. Applause! Applause!
0: But you know, you know Ava Max. I feel like you'd like Ava Max's
1: canon. Okay, I'll report back on the another when we do a segment of Oh, you son of a bitch. So subscribe to the Patreon. All right, I'll let everyone know if I get into this Ava Max. But you know Ava Max. You know Ava Max. I know of, an ava Max, but I don't know (laughs) Ava Max. (laughs) What
0: would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show?
2: As always, I disagree with you. My favorite song in the world is Swish Wish.
0: (laughs) You can't, even, you can't even commit to saying Swiss or Swish, which I love. I can't.
2: Well, that, that's another reason why that song fucking sucks balls. <laughs> so stupid.
0: <laughs> My aunt Joanne would say, "Ask me about the sodomy laws in Israel. I'm sure the answer is. <laughs> 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 I'm sure the answer is exactly what you want to hear. I <laughs> uh, love it." How about Aunt
1: Ann? My Aunt Ann would say, I'm so proud of you guys for getting Barbara Streisand on the podcast. <laughs> and I wouldn't correct her. I would <laughs> not correct Nor her. Just Should let you. it go.
2: Just yeah. let it go. Let it go. Sometimes don't engage. Everyone join our Patreon, patreon.com slash you're making it worse. <laughs> Brent God. needs money. (laughs) (laughs)
1: no but it's also really fun we're doing fun things on there we are doing we do fun things things here here, but we're doing a lot of fun things there and a lot of more fun things to come so definitely go subscribe because it's and and it's cheap it's cheaper than most of your own really cheap
2: post pics yeah yeah you got the the elliot hole pics oh my (laughs) god alan (laughs) (laughs) jesus